like diamonds, I like stunning, I like shining I like million dollar deals, where's my pen, bitch I'm signing I like those Balenciagas, the ones that look like socks I like going to the Tula, I put rocks all in my watch Bienvenidos a Radio Manea I'm Miriam Soyla Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. And each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we've got our favorite music from 2018. Yeah, so there is like a whole month left of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I yep. feel like a thing that happens to me all the time is that I like make up my list. I like decide like what my best of is. And then mm. like somebody goes and releases something in December. But right. you know, yep. this true. is what we're going to do. Yeah, we can do our best. I also struggle with this topic every year because I feel like it's so subjective. <laughs> and so when I'm like trying to make these proclamations about like the best music of the year, it feels like really overwhelming. But you better always remind me that it's like 100% just my opinion and like my taste. Yeah, that's literally what <laughs> lists are. It's like literally what the one person or people, group of people thought was the best. That's it. No, but there's like a lot of, I think there's a lot of grandstanding about like, no, this is definitively like without, you know, and I just, it's so subjective. Like taste is so, so subjective. So for me, I end up picking things that are just things that like were jams for a really long time. Um, things that just like mm-hmm. kind of nef- never left like the top of my playlist um, it for much longer than is usual. And that's kind of how I picked the songs today. So I think uh, that's legit enough. Thank you. I mean, I, I feel that. like this one that we're listening to right yeah. now is yeah. sort of like that. This one is, you will all know, I like mm-hmm. it by Cardi B featuring Bad Bunny mm-hmm. and J Balvin. And I feel like in some ways, this is like the Latinx song of the year, like in terms of just like mainstream success and um, what an impact, I think, also. I mean, just first of all, Cardi has had another fucking year. Um, Her album dropped. It's got all these hits. She had had a a baby. Yeah, she's getting like the fucking thing done, right? Like... She really meant it when she said, what bitch working harder than me? Like, Mm. she wasn't fucking around. Like, who is grinding more than Cardi is right now? It's really paying off. Right. But um, I think another reason why um, I think this song is um, interesting to bring to this episode is because it included Bad Bunny. And I think that, you know, first of all, Bad Bunny is really having a year this year also. Mm-hmm. And this song propelled him into the mainstream in a way that he hadn't been yeah. um, up until then. And it's just amazing to me. Like, gringos know who Bad Bunny is. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, he's he everywhere. has a song with Drake and he got him to sing in Spanish. Like, that's wild. And this Can isn't I? my favorite Bad Bunny song of the year, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. for me, it's got to be Estamos Bien. Yeah, that's such a good one. Can yeah. I admit something kind of embarrassing? <laughs> Tell me. So the Bad Bunny Drake song, I thought M.I.A. was in it. <laughs> because it's called Mia? But it's called Mia, but it's like all caps. It's all caps. Yeah. Where did you think that she fit in? I, Where I did mean, you... I, she's not in the song, but like I just yeah. saw it, and I was like, "Oh right, like MIA," and like because you know I don't know, Bad Bunny collaborates with everybody. Like, why not? Right? That but, would be actually really epic. But only recently <laughs> did I actually look at it. I was talking to someone, and they were like, "MIA is not in that song," and I was like, "Oh." 
Did you think that she just produced? Like, I don't what did you know. Think it happened? I don't know what I thought. I didn't think it. I didn't think through. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, yeah. You okay, weren't so thinking. Here's my. Here's my. I wasn't thinking. Here's my theory, and I want to know what you think about it. For like, sort of the theme of like Latinx music in 2018, especially songs like this and some of the other like major major hits, which is they were all about these interesting collabs. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I feel like, well, Cardi B, I think is really doing that, right? I think that she is doing this really interesting thing where, you know, Latinx acts are having this big sort of moment in the mainstream for like the last couple of years. And Cardi is like really bringing people along, right? She has Mm. an eye for like, who are the people that are hot in Latin America? And like figuring out those folks to bring on as collaborators, like, you know, her collab with Osuna, which I think technically happened at the end of 2017, um, but uh, was part of his, of Osuna's latest album, La Modelo. She had this collaboration with El Alfa, which I think sadly wasn't mm-hmm. a Dominican Dembo, which is a missed opportunity, but hopefully they'll right. collab again. Right. But I think, I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of really interesting collaborations and I think Cardi is being really smart about, you know, pulling people up, you know, that she sees are doing really cool things yeah. um, in the sort of urbano genres right. in Latin America. But yeah, she's definitely not the only one, though. I mean, think about Balvin, Nikki Jam, Becky G, like all these folks have just, I mean, Bad Bunny clearly have just been doing all of these collabs. It's like every top song right now has like four names on it. You know? Yeah, and I mean, and part of it is also the culture others. of the remix, right? Like, yeah. Devote yeah. is also, right. like, another, right. like, the remix is right. another huge, it is, like, right. yeah. um, it's just part of, like, the culture of, like, you know, you put out a song, you do the, you up it again with a remix, right? With and I think that's also, like, part of yeah. the, yeah. part of the culture of Urbano. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's absolutely been like some really cool, interesting collaborations. Right. Like, I think like, that unexpected. Yeah. this, um, the collaboration from, from Balvin's latest album from Vibras that I like the most with his collaboration with Rosalia, who we haven't mm-hmm. brought to this podcast because she's from Spain and we don't, right. uh, bring artists from Spain to Radio right. Menea really, um, right. unless they're collaborating with a Latino artist. But, um, right. but I feel like his collaboration with Rosalia on there, who I think is doing like just like really fucking incredible shit. I mean, like the stuff is complicated. There's a lot of complicated conversations to have about her and her background and her role in flamenco, but it's, Mm -hmm. I feel like she's amazing. And I think that like the, uh, that collaboration was really interesting and cool. So I I'd have to agree. There's some really, really interesting and cool collaborations this year in Latino music. For sure, for sure. But yeah, I definitely agree with you on this song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, I feel like some people maybe were annoyed by like the sample, um, but I personally really like the sample. I really like Boogaloo. I think that I like it as a really great, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that because uh, I love New York City, I really love Boogaloo and I think it's really appropriate for her to use yeah. that. Um, the video, I think, is a little bit like Disney World, Latin- <laughs> like the Disney yeah. World or like a Broadway show version of what right. Latinidad is like, which is like right. a little corny. Right. Pero the song is good. I like love everybody's verse in it, including um, I feel like I've been less... Uh, um, less into like Balvin's latest stuff. Yeah. Like Vibras wasn't like an album that like really hit that hard for me, but right. I really liked his verse on on this one. Right. It was like sort of like a little reference also to Scooby Doo Papa. 
<laughs> no te voy a pasar la juca. <laughs> Which we also yeah. have to mention in a best of 2018 episode. What can we say, you know? Mm -hmm. How can we not mention Scooby-Doo Papa? I Legendary. Know. <laughs> I know. I think we were going to try to do an episode at one point of like some of the Scooby-Doo Papa references and songs but we didn't we never made it happen i was definitely yeah. one where you had to like break down what the hell where the hell that came from like via text <laughs> i was just like what? man's not hot yeah what? yeah totally it's like the <laughs> dark holes of the internet of like these different origins of these kinds of memes and stuff. god the um, internet is vast i mean it's incredible yeah yeah so before I, I get into my first song for this episode we wanted to announce a little Regalito we have for you all this weekend. Yes. So hopefully you're listening to this right when it comes out mm -hmm. because it pays to listen right away. Yes, it does. <laughs> we, um, as you all know, we have a little tiendita and we've worked really hard on designing some merch for you all. And we thought, wow, these things make really great regalitos for yourself, mm -hmm. for your loved ones, for mm -hmm. anybody that you might want to get a little regalito for. Mm -hmm. If you do the Christmas thing, it's like, right. a, you know, we have a lot of cute stocking stuffer type mm -hmm. of situations. Mm -hmm. uh, so we thought we'd just do a little flash sale. Yep. So starting with whenever you're listening to this episode, so starting with, you know, Friday morning until um, Sunday midnight Eastern time, if you go to our tienda, we'll put a link in the show notes and you use the code REGALITO and we'll put that code also in the show notes, you'll get 20% off anything you want to buy. And we'll also throw in a free Radio Manea sticker for every order. Just a little extra sorpresa for you all and as a kind of a thank you too because this is I think 2018 has been a really good year for Rally Manea. I feel really good about where we're at and the content we're putting out and our listenership and we're just I'm just really appreciate all of you for supporting us and for listening every week. So yes, this is a little something it's for really you. truly a thank you for all of your support. Um, we have some really fun stuff planned for next year. Yes. We are um, thinking about more merch. We're thinking about like how we take you know our episodes to the next level. Uh -huh. How we do things that are new and different and yeah. are going to keep y'all like interested and dig a little deeper on mm -hmm. uh, Latinx music. So stay tuned and thank you thank you thank you so much for yeah. riding with us until yeah. now it's been so awesome and we do have a couple more episodes before the end of the year so don't worry we're not going on hiatus but um just feeling a lot of appreciation all right what is your first song for the so day my first pick um and these are not in order of like one two three because that is just too difficult for me it's already hard enough to pick three that i like so this is more <laughs> in order of wanting to mix up the genres on our episode so this, so my first pick for best of 2018 is Nunca es Suficiente, featuring Natalia Laforcade and Los Angeles Azules.
So y'all probably recognize this one from, I brought it, I think, like in early September, right after we got back from our break, because I listened to it when I was in Mexico this summer in August. Um, but it has stayed over those like three or so months since then. It has stayed at the top of my playlist. It's like on, you know, I have this like playlist on Spotify called 100 with the emoji. And like when I open it, it's like one of the first ones I want to play. So like that's one of the oh, indications nice. of me that it's like a top one for me. And, um, you know, Vera, I know you were thinking about like what would be your top 10 albums of 2018, which is just mm-hmm. not how I listen to music at mm-hmm. all. But if I had to pick a top album, I think it would be this one. So Los Angeles Azules are like a cumbia kind of legends in Mexico. They've been doing their thing for a long time. They're yeah. like a big band style. Um, and they put out an album this year with this song and a bunch of other collabs. This goes back to my like thesis that I feel like the theme of 2018 for Latinx music has been collaborations. Especially I've liked the ones that are like un- unexpected or cross, either cross genre or cross generation. And I feel like this kind of mm-hmm. hits both of those notes. That she's like a little bit younger than the folks in that group. Her music career is definitely newer than theirs. Um, and, you know, while obviously she can sing cumbia for this song, that's not like, she's not a cumbia artist exclusively. So I really like that. Right, like, of course. Like her ballad voice and how it mixes with this cumbia um, beat. So, and I think she's an incredible vocalist. And we've, you know, featured her on this Yeah, she really before. is. Yeah, and she's just, this was just one of my favorite. Um, yeah, I just really like the blending that happens in this one. And so on that album, there's a ton of really good collabs, kind of in the similar um, vein of this one with like, you know, unexpected people or people who cross generation or genre, uh, pretty much all Mexican. But um, so I mm-hmm. highly recommend checking mm-hmm. out this album. It came out, I think, in June of this year. So um, the other thing I want to shout out is the video for this I found when I was looking for this episode I found there's a live video that so it's linked in the show notes if you go check it out at rallymania.com and it's just really beautiful because it's a performance of them doing this song live on a beach somewhere in Mexico and it's just really beautifully produced and I really enjoyed getting to see the whole ensemble and getting like they spent time like the camera looking at each one of the members oh yeah the person doing percussion you can see the accordionist I love that there's like three dancers yeah and then obviously there's her so yeah I, I think with when I'm at least for me when I'm listening to a song I can't necessarily pick out all of the different musical elements because it's not really how my ear works but getting to see it in that way and like really get um, a sense of all the elements was, was really beautiful so check out that video y'all because it's great and yeah cumbia you know I really hope in the 2019 to really get uh, explore cumbia more because it's kind of a new arena for me it's not music that I grew up with or music that I've spent a lot of time listening to but I'm really finding myself drawn to it um mm, and so I'm yeah hoping to just after our to cumbia episode maybe yeah, the, the cumbia episode definitely helped like our episode about Colombia too and getting into some of the roots and so um yeah I'm just excited you know maybe we'll do in, in January we'll do some sort of intentions episode like we've done in the past but this is definitely a musical intention for me I think is just to explore cumbia a little more and you know music from Mexico too there's so much there there's so much there but yeah but yeah cumbia I just it's just very it has I think it reminds me of bachata in some ways because there's like a sweetness to it you know the these lyrics are also about love and relationships um but yeah there's the sweetness to it and then the danciness of it right that it's just very it just draws you to dance and it's a relatively simple I mean obviously you can get really fancy with anything but cumbia has a pretty simple step to it so it's um it's kind of easy even if you're a little bit of a beginner like I am (laughs) to dance (laughs) so amazing so let's switch some gears like we do we've already switched gears like we do one way let's do it again (laughs) what's your next one so my uh, next one is really one of 
my favorites of the year. Um, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who listens to this podcast regularly. This is Balloon, and the song is called Años Atrás. from Balloon's album Prisma Tropical, which came out over the summer and for me, I think, was like one of my just undisputed favorite albums of the year. Like maybe my favorite album that came out. I still haven't like ranked everything like definitively in my head, but it's like right. at least top three, like so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and it was for that reason, it was sort of hard to pick just one song, but I feel like this one is one that I gravitate to over and over again. I brought it to um, a meneito uh, over the summer, I think. And I just love it so much. I, um, I think Balloon is doing some really, really cool shit. Mm -hmm. uh, I have this really soft spot, obviously, for like these dreamy electronic <laughs> textures along with Dembo. And there's only just like a handful of people who are able to pull it off well. I think that there's like, you know, a bunch of people who might try, but like the, if you're getting the, like there's only really like a few people getting the aesthetic right. And Balloon is the real deal. If you didn't listen to Prisma Tropical, which is the album that this is on when it came out, um, I just have to highly recommend it. It's one of those things that, one of those albums that I listen to top to bottom a lot of times. And it's just like this bouncy and delightful tropical dreamscape. They're also wonderful to see live. I think mm. that, again, just like seeing how it all comes together um, and just like some of, the, some of the ways that they use live instrumentation is really interesting so i just if there's any way that you can catch them you absolutely should so this this makes me think of new latin wave because wasn't one of the balloon folks there yeah yeah they were several of them were there oh, several of them were there yeah yeah yeah. and yeah, also just yeah. like the way you describe this music i think fits the aesthetic you were going for for like our tablescape 
<laughs> yes, lush, Dreamy, tropical. tropical. <laughs> That's exactly right. Did you get right. to meet Angelica? Was that? The yeah, yeah. Name? I've met Angelica yeah. a few times, um, uh, and um, like at like New Latin Wave events and um, other sort of stuff. But they're um, they're really really sweet. Angelica, who's um, you know the singer and. Um, she's a composer also, so she's like, you know, does a lot of um, the composition work for Balloon. Uh, she's a listener, an avid podcast listener. So she listens mm-hmm. to a lot of like the Latinx podcasts that are like that we featured here before. So um, I've been, you know, we've also yep. uh, just like been able to have the opportunity to connect via that. And it's been really sweet. Lovely. Yeah, I know your like, love for Balloon is shared by... Like Fabi Fab and Babalito, Latinos Who Lunch, and are huge fans of theirs too. Yeah, they're just wonderful. All right. So, my next pick is again like record scratch, switching gears pretty significantly <laughs> <laughs> to um, another hit of mine, one of my faves from this year that I surprisingly didn't bring to the podcast yet. So, this song is called Sim Pijama by Becky G and Nati Natasha. Solo solito en la habitación Busca que busca de mi calor No, no Quiere remedio pa' tu dolor Nadie te lo hace mejor que yo I just it's been a jam it's just been a jam it hasn't stopped being a jam um were you a little surprised to see this one on the list Veto? no not really no. I feel yeah. like it seems about right for you <laughs> yeah it is about right for me it is about right for me um I don't know it's just it's the beat it's the lyrics it's the catchiness of it it's like one that I'll find myself kind of stuck in my head and singing you know quietly to myself um it's good for dancing for perreo it's also good for just singing really loud along with it um, mm, mm-hmm. The only thing that gave me a little bit of pause when I was like, especially when I watched the video for this song, is I was looking up what year Becky G was born. Because <laughs> she is young. She was born in 1997, for those who are interested. She's only 21. And I think the only thing that brings up for me is just like how much choice does she have around like the sexual like her sexualization because she's just been I mean she just goes really hard into it and this song is super sexy obviously it's all about like how I'm gonna sleep over but I'm not gonna bring pajamas because obviously we're not gonna use them you know it's just like very overt and she and Nati Natasha who's a decade older than her are in this video looking like super sex kitteny 
Um, and you know, 21 is 100% a legitimate age to be like a sexual yeah, being. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't strike me as like, the, I mean, if she was like 16, which like right. I also think is a legitimate age to be I a sexual know. being, right? Yeah. But like 20, you know, she's in her 20s. I don't know. I feel like right. I'm not very scandalized by that in any I way. Think the reason it scandalizes me is because like this isn't her first time with this kind of like vibe or style you know and so she has been doing it since she was a teenager and I don't you know early Becky G wasn't as overt as this is but I think I just wonder about like how many uh, how many choices do women in reggaeton have you know like do you have to go here in order to be like a big hit like do you is it like something that you have to do and it still means you have a choice to do it but that's that's where I get into a little bit of like you know how much agency do women in this arena have in terms of deciding whether or not they want their sexuality to be a huge part of what they are offering up and how they're sort of expanding their Yeah, and, I guess. And it's not I just I feel like I'm not sure but, that Nati Natasha is really has a different yeah. set of options there and she's right. in her 30s, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels less... Uh, not necessarily about age for you? <clears throat> no, not about age at all. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, there's there's not a lot of ways for women in any genres really to not be sex icons right yep and popular right yeah. like there's and the women who have been able to do it really in any genres like it's usually like a big fucking deal like Janelle Monet is talking about it all the fucking time right. about right. how right. she like doesn't want to do it and right. it's so so I don't know like I, yeah. I feel like less like it's about reggaeton less like it's about her age you know? Yeah. Yep. No, I think you're, you're right. I mean, it's like, I can't really think of any top women in reggaeton who don't do it to some degree. I mean, I think Evie Queen has done it in a different way, right? Like, but she's still, there's still like elements of her that are very much about her femininity and about like sex and power. But I think, you know, she maybe has a different, has a different position in it. But yeah, I don't, I can't think of any women. Um, and even like Cardi B, I mean, there's lots and lots of people who like, this is a part of what, what, um, kind of how they present themselves. And I think that's just, yeah, like I mean, I think that plays out. I think that part of it is just like, is this how you want to present yourself? And I think it's a legitimate way to present yourself. No, yeah, too, right. Like as a sexual it, being, for sure. right. Um, and, but yeah, also like, do people have a lot of choices? The answer is no. Right. Yeah. And so, and I think that we'll never know for a lot of people, like what has felt like something that they had to do, even though they didn't really want to do it. And what is like, yes, this is what I, this is absolutely how I want to present myself. Like I feel really powerful in my sexuality and that's what I want to do. Like, I feel like it's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Like we, we never will know. And like Joss <laughs> actually old, like friend of ours from feministing said one time, like we're all trying to do gender in a fucked up world. And I feel like that's, yeah sort of the exactly. truth at the end of the day but yeah this song has been a jam has been a jam and I there's something about these like really tongue-in-cheek sort of things like just like you have a whole song I mean she has like the mattress squeak song too right that I think we brought to the mattress squeak episode um I just like these things that I feel like are kind of it's just silly I'm like wow you wrote a whole song about how like you're gonna come <laughs> sleep over but you're not gonna bring pajamas because like clearly you're gonna fuck all night like this was the whole premise of the song like I just I think that's so absurd it's kind of amazing is sort of how I feel about it yeah yeah <laughs> I think I think that seeing pyjama is just like it, it is very funny and absurd yeah. it's like right. who's like packing pjs <laughs> right I mean I don't know some people like pjs but yeah. I know I yeah know. but just like some the whole do. it's like focusing on such a random little detail that is like a you know 
anyway, entry point for this very, very sexy ass song. So, yep. And we brought Becky G and Nati Natasha before. They've been. Yeah. Did we bring this song? No, we never brought this song. Yeah, but we brought others. No, we never brought this song, but we definitely brought others by both of them. And I would say that they're two like of the top women in this kind of reggaeton arena right now, like doing a lot of collaborations, a lot of participating, Mm. a lot of hits. Like I think we're they're really kind of at the top of the yeah, just like pop the game moment, pop pop reggaeton ish kind of thing. Yeah, amazing. All right, what's your last top pick? My last song is an album. Uh, it's from an album that I realized I didn't bring any um, any of throughout the year. Just sort of got caught up in other things, I suppose. But it's one of those things that you know, like just looking back, it's one of the things, one of the ones that I've come back to over and over again. And it's um, it came out over the summer, and I've had a little bit of a renaissance with it. So um, this is uh, Speak, and the song is called Mango Summer. Got my body right, cause that weather getting hot There's a thousand women up in here, don't blow up the spot It's summer in my city, now somebody getting shot Wait, what? Where you from? Where you from? Get you some, get you some Still my mic sipping chili powder on my mango Smoking big bullseye, bitch count up my bank Count it out Where you from? Where you from? Get you some, get you some Where you from? Where you from? DJ play that classic Don Omar, baby, come throw that ass Geeked up on some dirty white, I ain't talking trailer trash Last time you felt something like this, Fresh Prince was with that jazzy Jeff Another summer, blackout drunk, okay baby, we close the death But why you kill my vibe, tequila, squirt, and lime I might let you lick the rip, place your bets, I'm all in Show some skin, you got more flavors than the Palatero Or Miss Cleopatra Jones, you ain't never need a pharaoh Arrow to the heart, your cup is over Overflowing with sangria, bikini top with baggy jeans. Oh, you think you a Leah or Selena? Nina Sky or Trina, Evie Queen of Divas, bro. Seen you at the lock and kick with all your friends. I need them all. Hola, Oli, don't you know we not the one to play? This ain't cuffing season. This that get some money in LA. Hola, Oli, don't you know we not the one to flex? This ain't cuffing season. This that fuck somebody in MX. Got my body right, cause that weather getting hot. So this whole album, it's called um, A Man and His Plants, which I feel like Beres is, you know, something that <laughs> I, I, I feel like you would, that. you should listen to it just because it's called A Man and His Plants. I know. I saw that. And I was like, oh my God, that's adorable. adorable. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's really good. Speak is just like a solid fucking MC. And I think that this album, like the, the actually, um, it made me think of you not just because of plants. Like I love plants, lots of people love plants, but um, <laughs> it's like really about a time of a lot of like growth for mm-hmm. Speak, right? Like mm-hmm. he's been on the scene for a minute, um, but like just after a lot of like drinking and drugs, he like up and left LA where he's from and moved to Mexico City and had this like wow. whole ass like awakening and just like working on his shit and like. He, uh, I read um, this article um, on Bandcamp camp um, about him. Uh, Caitlin Donahue interviewed him, and he like lives in this like apartment, like on like the top floor of like some building in Mexico City, and it's like all this sunlight, and he's like literally surrounded by plants, and like mm. it's just like part of like his whole healing journey, yeah. right? Like he's got all of these plants, and um, and so, I mean, I think. Uh, 
this album is exactly about that, like about right. this healing, but it's like, um, it's really present throughout the album, right? Especially if you're looking, if you're looking for it. And yeah. like, you know, on this song, for example, he mentions mental health. Like he's just like listing a bunch of things he's about, including smoking blunts and including mental health. <laughs> Right. Like, you know, it's like all like very casual because this is ultimately like a party song. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm like eating fruit. I'm taking care of my mental health and I'm partying, you know, like it's chill. And um, and I think it just paints this like really this song paints this really uh, distinct picture picture of just being like young and partying and being from L.A. Like this. There's so many references to like classic reggaeton. Like he mentions Don Omar, he mentions Evie Queen. Um, he talks about all these amazing Mexican mm. street foods like mangoes and chile and paletas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talks about like the violence of LA, right? It's like all of these like some amazing things, some less amazing things. Just like this is what like LA has been like for me, right? Yeah. Um, and I think he's just a really good MC and um, is able to really like put some rhymes together. Plus, he's mm -hmm. queer, which makes me like him mm -hmm. more. You know, he doesn't yeah, talk about it a ton. Right. Yeah. He does have some beautiful long hair. Yeah, he's At some least. beautiful, beautiful long hair. Um, yeah, he doesn't talk about being queer a ton because um, I think it's like the sort of thing that he doesn't like in, in an interview that I was talking about. He's like, you know, I don't feel like I have to address it but he's like you know I guess I will and um in in just in one song in the album like the only reference to it in one song called Red Leather which is a really good one he's like I'm kissing boys I'm kissing girls whatever <laughs> which is like wow that's also my sexuality yeah <laughs> whatever 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 just like get over it like this is just what it is you know Mm -hmm. but it's really like another album that I, uh, that I've loved and returned to and listened to like just top to bottom. I like brined a chicken the other night to this album. So, Cute. you know, Cute. cooking music approved. Are you a dry briner or a wet briner? Oh, dry brine all the way. Yeah. What do you usually use? Just salt? Just salt. Yeah. Salt and like whatever spices I want. I feel like if a wet brine makes the chicken skin not as crispy and yeah. I really like the skin to get crispy. Yeah, like I brined this chicken too. a few nights ago and I'm going to cook it today and it's been nice. sitting uncovered in my fridge with Ooh, the skin just drying. Hey. Yeah. I've yeah. heard like 20, I've done 24 hours, but never more than that. And then do you wipe off the salt and spices and stuff? I don't wipe it off. No, sometimes I like I wipe off any moisture, but right. no. really, a whole chicken can take a lot of salt. Plus, I mm. use like kosher salt. I use you know, right. um, the kosher thick salt, which isn't yeah. as salty as other salts. Right. right. Yeah, Alvedo can roast a chicken like unlike anyone else I've met. Like your roast chicken is just so freaking good. Thank I've tried you. to replicate it, and I've not yet succeeded at the level at which you're operating. <laughs> it's so I don't simple. even know what to say. I so just good. like salt I it know. and I put it in the oven. Like there's just... not even that much to it. Pero's low key, but she's a fucking really good cook. I eat so well every time I stay with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's just like really good quality ingredients cooked in like very basic, but excellent ways. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. simple shit is what I want to do. Plus, it's like what I do to get away from this world, man. Right. I feel like 
everything else that I do on a daily basis is so, um, you know, what we fight for on the daily is like shit that I'm not going to see in my lifetime. It's nice to like start mm. a cooking project and just like be like, tangible. this is done. Tangible. <laughs> yeah, That's I finished. True. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of cooking too. I just don't think I'm at your level. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm decent, but I don't know. So do you feel like with like, I mean, it's interesting hearing you talk about this artist and his album because you're way more focused on like the themes of what he's talking about. Is it with MCs you pay more attention to the lyrics? I think so. It depends, right? It also depends on the MC because some MCs, like they're, what they're saying is a lot harder to understand. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. if anything is in any way difficult to understand, I like will not pay attention to the lyrics. Right. But um, he, what he, his words are really easy to understand. And it's like the beats are great, but they're like, um, they're not like, um, obscuring what he's saying or he's not like sort of like right. this mumble rapper, right. you know, like I can understand very clearly what he's saying and it's like sort of part of his, um, his style as an MC. Uh, so, so it's, it, it really does stick out to me. Plus I think that because it's in Spanglish, mm. I think that, that, um, the change up in pronunciation and the change up in like, in sort of how you speak when you speak in Spanglish, I think, um, but like jumps out at me a little bit more. Got it. For sure. Um, all right. So my last song for this best of episode is not going to be a surprise to most people. It's called Duda, and it's by Daddy Yankee. Cuando yo la vi, dije si esa mujer fuera para mí. fucking track came out in January and it has just stayed it has just stayed a jam I mean that's pretty impressive for like a whole year basically to yeah, continue to feel basically. this way about this song but I think it's just the like soca like influence that gets pulled into it that really does it for me and that makes it feel different than like uh, some of his other stuff and different than some of the other stuff that's out in this arena um, and makes me, you know, even though I have some reluctance around Daddy Yankee and like we have a lot of feelings about him on this podcast, we've talked about him a lot. Um, I just, this song comes on and I just immediately want to start dancing. It's just, it just feel really strongly about how much of a jam it is. So it had to be. Oh, so good. For me. Yeah. I debated bringing the like remix collab, which had like everybody and their mom in it. It was Bad Bunny, Nathia Natasha, Becky G. But I yeah, when think... we first saw this on the notes, I was like, "Wait, do you mean the remix? Or do you yeah. mean the original?" 
I, you know, I listened to both and I was like, I think the original stands alone. Like the remix is interesting. And like, you know, I like those other three people. Like we featured them on this episode already, but, um, but I feel like it stands alone. And like when the original, I, I, this is how I feel about remixes. Unless the remix really does something new and exciting and different for me, I'm pretty much usually into the original, like the first version that I heard about it, of it. And so I just, yeah, I went back to the like daddy Yankee on his own early January 2018 like he released this song and it was just immediately like wow yeah I had the same reaction to this song I think as soon as it came out I was like I regret to inform you that Daddy Yankee has released a song that slaps (laughs) it's amazing and like he's such a T.O. you know he's been around for so long he's like a little bit we have some questions about his history we have some questions about his politics like you know, I think it's like yes. kind of shady that he never shows up the Latin Grammys, even though he always wins something. I actually <laughs> love that about him because the Latin Grammys are so trash and I feel like he Aww. just knows it. So he's you can't like, you say know that, what? Beto, they're the origin story of this podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like we're going to get I an invite like... one day and you're going to turn it down. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, y'all are trash. Bye. I'm going to be like there by myself, like really excited because <laughs> you're going to be like, this is not worth my time. Um, but yeah, he won for best urban. This song won for, you know, best Urbano this year. And he was nowhere to be found. I'm like, are you yeah, home? Yeah. Are you at a gig? Do you even Daddy care? He just has better things to do. <laughs> oh, I know. But like, you know, Balvin's there. Nikki Jam's there. Like, why is he better than everybody else? I know. You know? I know. I, I, I approve. <laughs> And last year he won, you know, he won for Despacito with Luis Fonsi. And I mean, at least Fonsi was there to accept it. But like, come on, dude. You like were part of like one of the top songs, like Latinx songs like ever. And you're just, you just don't care. You just don't care. I, don't I know. hope I don't that know he's just like at home taking a nap, that it's not like another pressing commitment, but he just like would rather not go. I mean, two years in a row, it's pretty, <laughs> I feel like he made a plan. He's also, um, I learned the other day from like looking at his Instagram, he's like married, but like very low key about it. You know, he's not like a high profile. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's married to like a regular human being, you know, it's not like part of his, you know, like Nikki James married to like a model, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was interesting. I don't follow him on Instagram, but a friend does. And she was showing me like his Insta and I was like, this is interesting, but yeah. So, but yeah, this song was just really fucking good. And I don't know. It's it's hard to stand out, I think, because there's so many of these, like, poppy reggaeton hits that have come out. Um, yeah, I think really that this out. one is so... Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just, like, bringing it back to, like, the dance hall, like, the mm-hmm. West Indian uh, origins of, like, where sort of, like, reggaeton's roots lie. And yep. um, I think that that's, that shit, like, plays well for me. Um, and I think, I think that, I don't know, I was trying to think about whether I like this version or the remix version better. And originally I liked this version, uh, more, but I feel like as I hear the other one over and over again, I just like, I love the, um, (laughs) the line. I think it's Nati Natasha that says, yo soy vegetariana, pero me como al conejo. <laughs> that's just because you love I Bad just, Bunny. Like, just <laughs> for that line. You love yeah, Bad just, Bunny. It's because I have like a deep crush on Bad crush Bunny. On Bad so Bunny. I'm just yeah. like, yes. Veto, Veto maybe sent me uh, one of his thirst trap pics from Instagram where he's showing off his nipple piercing the other day. So. Yeah, he just like casually dropped in like right. that he, right. you know, it's like his pierced nipple. I'm like, yep. oh my God. Yeah, Bad Bunny. No. I know. I know. I mean, I appreciate him too. And that is a great line. That is a great line. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Nati Natasha. <laughs> oh, my conejito malo. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. I if mean, only if we knew. had a banner fucking year to, you know, I was just thinking about the first time that we brought Bad Bunny and it was yeah. like, when was really, that? Um, it was, um, I think it was 2016. It was our, our Dominican uh, Republic episode. Yeah. That we did yeah, with uh, Isabella, and right. she brought an El Alfa track where right. Bad Bunny was like just a feature. And she's yeah. like, I'm bringing El Alfa, you know, it's like, oh, here's Bad Bunny. He's like an up and coming Puerto Rican rapper, right. you know? Yeah. Just like, amazing. He's just like had such a meteoric rise, and it's great. Well, he has such Shout an iconic Conejo voice. Malo. He's such an iconic yes, voice, right? Like, that you, can hear him it, you immediately know it's Bad Bunny, you know? Like, yeah. it's really, you don't need to to look it up you know exactly who he is yeah, yeah. the other yeah. day i think i heard somebody on the radio that wasn't bad bunny that was like clearly trying to sound like bad bunny mm. and i was like oh no of course, of course right yeah of course of course it's gonna happen for sure you know i just feel really grateful right now that we are doing we've been doing this show in this particular time period because i think it's such an amazing I mean, there's been a lot of amazing times for like Latinx music, but in particular, like in the United States right now, it just feels like there's so many, there's so many amazing artists, but there's also this like, we're, we're like part of this moment where there's the people are really paying attention outside of like, lots Latinx of interesting conversations to be had yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I just feel grateful that we've been doing this in these last couple of years. It's almost three years. It'll be three years in March, you know, and getting to like witness it and be like invested in it in a way that much deeper than I would be necessarily on my own, you know, but because yeah. of the show and then getting to track it and think about, Oh, when was the first time we thought about bad bunny and now look where he is, you know? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of amazing. It's really fun. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Y'all you, you you all make this worth it. And, um, just knowing that you all are, you care and are invested and that you enjoy what we're putting out makes it, makes it worth it. I know it's not the end of the year yet, but I'm already feeling reflective. <laughs> Marty there. Marty there. <gasps> Yes. And I think that if you are paying attention to our social media, we're, I might do some like extra um, mm -hmm. content for y'all about like some about of my other of faves. Yeah. Um, we've asked you on our mm -hmm. Instagram and you've been yeah. responding with your faves. So it's been really sweet to see yeah. that. Maybe we'll um, add a, we can add a highlight with like end of year faves so people can see yeah. if you missed the stories. Yeah. Because, yeah, people had some good suggestions, including some of the things we were already planning for this episode. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah, and make sure, you know, just a reminder of what we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, that we've got this flash sale this weekend. So you've got a couple of days to get in on some end-of-year gifts for yourself or for some of your loved ones. And if you use the code REGALITO, it's all in the show notes, you'll get 20% off and a free Rather Mania sticker. What? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, all the information and anything that we mentioned on this episode, you're going to be able to find in our show notes. They're linked um, right, in, um, right in our notes. So please uh, go there to find any details. Yep. And make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Lots of great content there. And um, make sure you're subscribed to the show if you're not. And we know what we would love as an end of the year gift. If you um, haven't yet left us a review, particularly on Apple Podcasts, we would love, love, love a review. Let folks know what you like about our show. Give us a little five-star love. Um, it really helps us. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. And okay. hasta la próxima. Ciao.
Mario. Yeah, they call me Cardi B. I run this shit like Cardi. Diamond District in the chain.